Thank you for listening to Mimosas in the Morning. Okay. Good morning, everyone. This is Holly Vega with Military Home Base. And today I'm going live with someone who carries many titles, is an extremely special person, and um, she's actually doing our live. We're going on the go with her Friday. She is in the car because she has been doing some special things where she's at. And um, what title do you want me to go by? Ingrid is my friend. That's what I go through. So we talked about it. She has many, many titles. So which one are we going to go Do it Dr. Ingrid? That's fine. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to introduce you to Dr. Ingrid. And um, we have had some great movements this year, some special things that this wonderful person, um, along with a lot of team teamwork, she's going to say that she's never about herself, but I'm here to kudos her and say I'm so proud of you the movements you're making and um, your powerhouse, then you're amazing and you do so so many wonderful things. But I'm gonna hand it over because Ingrid's gonna teach Holly and military home-based viewers what she's been working on and um, how we can help. So, Mike, yours, Ingrid. Ooh, okay. Um, well, yesterday was an exciting day. As many of you know, uh, we did release for the first time uh, numbers, uh, for um, how many of our military spouses and kids uh, have died by suicide, which was an important milestone because I know that so many, myself included, have been um, advocating for this for almost a decade. And uh, finally, yesterday, those numbers came out. And I can't tell you, Ben, uh, to work on this with a team of incredibly professional and intelligent people at the Department of Defense Suicide Prevention Office. So that um, that's something I'm extremely proud of. And, um, you know, we can talk about that. Some of the other things I work on, uh, yesterday I was filming with USAA Foundation. Um, and in an effort to reach our Latino community, I did, um, I did a PSA with them. Uh, and it was in Spanish about you know, the pitfalls of uh, financial difficulties and, um, you know, giving them tips on how to live a better financial life. I also did a video on um, the connections between, you know, financial and emotional uh, wellness, um, that to include suicide. Because I've been working on suicide and in the military community for over a decade and in my professional career for about 18 years on and off with other mental health concerns. Um, and I also provide support to thousands of military spouses who are in the same field in behavioral health fields, uh, who they're struggling to find employment, even though we have this you know, crisis in our country with not enough providers for mental health. And um, so that is something I'm also truly passionate about something that I really um, feel is important. And um, yeah, so I don't know if you have questions about, uh, I'm just at the airport. I'm gonna hang outside and talk to you guys. Yeah. Do you have any questions oh, about is live and numbers? <laughs> pop in here, pop in there, but we really want to, we try to get this live done in DC. It was, that was amazing. <laughs> so many people, 900 people at the Military Influence Conference trying to sit down and do live and not work. But, um, so Ingrid is at the airport and she's getting out of the car. Um, so that's amazing. <laughs> yes. This is truly military. This fashion. is how, yeah, this, this is, is how important this is to me to talk about. I'm doing it on the run. <laughs> exactly. We know how to get things done and still accomplish our mission and get where we need to be. 
And so proving it live that we are able to do, we're able to multitask. That is one of our number one, to always be on your um, job criteria. We are multitasking. Absolutely. So I'm going to find a bench over here (laughs) outside the airport and chat with you. (laughs) I want to say that with the whole USA Foundation, thank you for doing that because, you know, speaking another language is um, not easy. You represent um, our multicultural that we have. And you're able to, for bilingual, you're able to help bring information and resources because you are able to speak another language. And you brought something to attention that's not there, that's not being addressed. And we talked about this. So you're going to go back to me and tell me also that, you know, Japanese culture, that is not touched either. So we need to get some commercials out for that. And Ingrid said she's going to work on that one next. That is something else. (laughs) That's our next one. Yeah. I think I'll I'll go learn Japanese overnight. <laughs> well, I think you can do anything with a powerhouse. But back to the um, survey. Um, survey went out, correct? No, this was not a survey. Actually, um, what we do at Dispo is uh, suicide surveillance. Okay. So we get numbers from the Armed Forces Medical Examiner's Office, AFBIS. Um, we get numbers from the CDC because obviously as spouses, we're civilians. Um, and so the DOD does not track us. Some of us are tracked in deers, but what ha- what I want people to understand is that um, in order to track military spouse suicide, the service member, the spouse, has to go to deers and report the suicide. And can you imagine, it's not the first top of mind for someone who has just lost their spouse to suicide to go and report it. And so our numbers are underreported because as civilians, we're not tracked the way our service members are. So it's easier to track service member suicide than it is spouse suicides. But we're trying to refine the process so that um, we can better track. And what we did was uh, connect with the CDC, but the CDC doesn't directly track who's a dependent or I hate that word, you know, who's a military family member. They don't have a way to track that. So we had to work with big data, lots of numbers through the CDC, matching um, through the DEERS to come up with these numbers. And we realized that it's underreported, but but it's a great start. It's a baseline. It's it's a way to get our um, our leaders in Congress to recognize that this is an issue and that we do need support in terms of policy, in terms of programs, so that we can, you know, really prevent suicide amongst all of our military mm-hmm. um, service members and our family members too. So, um, so this was a big deal. We worked really hard on this. Yes. Well, and, and like you said, what people realize is that um, I don't like the word dependent either, the military spouse, military family member. Um, we are there, but we're not looked at when it comes to certain things. And we're yeah, kind right. of pushed to decide. Or sometimes our children go even priority for us as a spouse. And mm-hmm. we're in because we are their advocates. So as a family member spouse, we are advocating for our children. But there's not really an advocate for us. And that's, that's right. what we created is that being that voice, being that advocate of saying this is true, this is happening and bringing that awareness. 
and educating. And that's exactly. what you're educating me because I'm unaware of this. So give me what are the statistics? What are the numbers that y'all have? The data? Because everything goes down to funding, and we are going to be realistic here. Everything has to come out of funding. You've got to have numbers because they, in order for them to say that this is a, is a need, we're going to fund this, but show me the data. So exactly. what, what was the data that came out of this? Well, I haven't looked at it on this trip, and <laughs> I think it's like 123 military family members uh, who died by suicide in 2017. The reason why we're looking at 2017 is actually because a lot of our numbers are from the CDC, and the CDC has only made it up to 2017 because the entire process for actually identifying someone who has died by suicide is complex. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, there's a lot of investigation that needs to happen because um, it's not always clear if it was a suicide, if it was accidental, um, or natural causes. So there's a lot of investigating that goes on uh, behind the scenes, and um, that's why the numbers are behind um, a bit. Uh, and, so, yeah. And with that, too, um, we have to point out that people think that funding comes like every year. It does. However, those budgets are talked about a couple of years prior to them coming to the forefront of getting approval and right. it's seeing those needs. So that's another reason why you see those couple of year flap because everything is working on um, that for a few years because everything's got to come through our DOD and government side, but of course it's going to support our military active duty first, then come over to resources for families. And Absolutely. so I think what you're, but a lot of people are not aware of that. And so what you're doing today is saying, this is why this process is not just like, hey, you can go to someone and say, this is happening and we need money. Yeah. Right. Correct. Everything is a process. Yes. Um, but I can tell you that there's so many people behind the scenes that are really passionate about this, passionate about our families. Myself, as, as you know, as a military spouse, this is, I've been advocating it for, for, for it for so long. This was such an important um Report for that reason, uh, but now it's like, what do we do? Right. So what we're trying to do is to figure out what policies and programs we can put in place so that we can, you know, bring these numbers down. The suicide is absolutely preventable. Um, and one of the things that came out of this report is that most of our families are dying by firearm. So, you know, no one's saying let's take away firearms. A lot of our military families have firearms in their home, and that's fine. We're just saying, you know, store them safely. Uh, make sure because one of the biggest factors in suicide, especially by firearm, is impulsiveness. So it happens in a flash, in a, a few minutes. Someone's feeling, you know, down or out of sorts, um, and usually or often there's, um, you know, substances involved too, sadly, um, and they make a choice that's irreversible because the lethality with an our firearm is is big. Um, oftentimes if someone, you know, attempts with, say, um, medication or something, it's, they're more easily savable, if that makes sense. Um, and so, you know, we're pushing a lot for that, for firearm safety, safe storage, um, and just being there for each other, kindness, you know, reaching out. Uh, mental health is a piece of it, but it's not the whole story. And... So we're trying to find different and better ways because this is a complex problem. Um, it's not easily 
you know, fixed. It's not easily dealt with. And so we're trying so many different ways to try and reach people. Um, and looking at, there's a status of the forces survey. Um, the latest one that we looked at, I mean, our service members are saying that, you know, they're tired of PowerPoints. They don't want presentations about suicide prevention. They want stories, you know, real stories uh, from peers and leaders who have successfully um, gone through periods of time where they felt that way and are now doing well. So we're hoping that those kinds of, um, I guess, programs or, or those kinds of presentations uh, become more part of the norm. And they also want problem solving. So they want to get skills personally, um, you know, so they can figure out how to deal with, with their issues. And, you know, one of the top concerns, one of the top risk factors for suicide is actually relationship um, issues. So trying to strengthen our families and our, our relationships and our social support network, all of that becomes super important. Um, so really, we just, we're, we want to save lives. You know, we want to help our service members, but also our families um, so that we don't lose another. I know that, you know, while I was part of writing this report with so many others, I lost two friends to suicide in while I was writing this report. So it's personal too. Um, you know, so when I talk to you, uh, this is not, I am not at all representing the DOD. This is my own personal thoughts on this and my own experience. Um, and I can tell you that, um, you know, saving lives, um, being there for other people, that's, that's key. Um, it's just sad that we have to do this. You know, it's really hard. Yeah. It is. And which, when I listen to this, it goes back to um, no one wants to be talked at. No, that, that's what a PowerPoint does. You're talking at someone and you're going militant style. That's that's right. what, you do not want that. You want someone to talk with you, to be with you, to be relatable, to not be judged. And it is given everywhere. When you share your why and your story, you save a life. And it might not be actually in that 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 moment, that building that where you are um, conveying your story. But that story right. might be given at a different time somewhere else. And that's that that, that effect that you have, um, the ripple effect, where you're talking in a different setting and you're sharing the story that you heard that continues to save lives. But when we do not share and we feel that we're getting judged or you're pushed back um, and you're talking basically, I say in a room by yourself, then you you feel that loneliness. And what you have created and what you are pushing that movement is let's talk about it. It's okay to say I'm not alone. This is what I'm going through. This is how it affected me or affected my family. And these are resources that I wish that we had known before, but we know them now and that's okay. And to give them, and I just think that you're doing such a remarkable job, and your team. Um, please share with me. I know you're going to be traveling, so as soon as you can, send me some links because those links we are able to push forward and add. And um, is there anything else that you want to share with me? Anything else you feel that more than um, the community? Because we will be pushing this live today. Anything else? Is it, is it freezing up on us? Yep. It'll, it'll be okay. There we go. <laughs> we're we're going to wrap it up. So um, yeah. 
Yeah, I had my researcher hat on when I was talking, and as a, but as a psychologist, I, you know, and as a spouse too, um, you know, if you see a change of behavior in someone in your circle, even if they're just an acquaintance, um, you know, they used to go out with you a lot, now they don't go out as much, um, you know, they seem to be either gaining weight or losing weight um, just kind of quickly. Um, they seem, you know, sad or withdrawn. And more importantly, they're actually saying that they feel like they're tired of life. It doesn't have to be, I want to die, but sometimes they say that and people think, oh no, you know, they're just saying that. Most of the, this is a cry for help. Um, reach out, you know, encourage them to get help. Um, just a simple note every day, you know, just saying, hey, I'm here. If you want to talk, I'm here. Um, I know, you know, and another thing is, you know, even though I'm a psychologist, we go through our own stuff too. And when I was going through a really tough time, I had a friend um, who every day she'd just say, you don't have to talk. I'm here if you want to talk. And it meant so much. You know, it's all about connection. Um, isolation is just, you know, loneliness and uh, feeling disconnected is such a huge risk factor for so many, not just suicide, but so many mental health concerns. Um, so, you know, just be there for each other. Just reach out and, um, you know, pay attention. Um, pay attention to the people in your circle, the people around you. Uh, you know, One thing that I do, and I know that you know, um, because I, I send it to you, I go through and I pick little, like, okay, it's Wednesday. So I find Wednesday pictures. Happy Wednesday. We're going to be today. I love you. And then I quote them. And I go yep. through so many of my friends, and it's not the same. I do not do it. I just wrote who I'm doing it to. And I've been told many times, wow, it like, means everything. Okay. I'm having it that. And I'm You're making a difference. Yeah. So those, <laughs> You're making those, a difference. Those little things. But then I've gotten PMs through that. Saying like today was such a challenging day, it's a hard day, yep. um, and then you can go and talk to them. So it, the, the little simple things of saying, you know, like you said with the text message, that is something I do. I, I send little, you know, it's great with the phone. You can Google anything nowadays and send little um, whispers of love because it's sometimes hard to do those handwritten notes and cards. Or you're busy and you're shuttling your kids 50 million places and then you're sitting there and you're feeling, you know, like, hey, I just someone's weighing on me, you know, and I want to send a little lovey gram to somebody else. And it's easy to sit at a, at a ball field and be like, 10 people. Right. And you did this for me. You did this for me and it meant so much. It is it just such a small gesture, but it means so, so much. Um, because... Yeah, and you know, one last thing, stigma. Um, it's still very real. Um, people are still really afraid for many different reasons. You know, either career impact or um, you know they just don't want to you know, burden people. There's a lot of reasons why people won't talk about what they're going through. Um, so I want to encourage everyone who watches this to reach out. You know, uh, reach out to me. I I may not even know you. Uh, but I will be there. So reach out to someone, you know, talk to them, let them know, you know, what you need. There yeah. is someone in your life who's going to just drop everything and help. You know, there's always someone out there who will listen, who will help you. Um, so I encourage you to take that risk because it feels risky, but it can make such a huge difference just to reach out and ask for help. Yeah. And I think that's a hard thing. And 
one thing I want to catch up before we end this, because I know you got to catch your flight, is that um, don't look at the strong person thinking that they never have an issue. Oh, God, no. <laughs> and I no, not at all. Stigma, uh, that yes. that person, they, they, you look at someone and perception can be totally off. And you think that person's got it. They got it all. And they got going. And we have seen with some of our superstars, you know, our celebrities, yeah. who take their life. And you're like, but I don't understand why. You never know what's going on when the cameras roll off. That's, That's right. And, not. and then Facebook and social media it can be a, a powerful and a great thing. At the same time, um, sometimes you view, because there's the perception, and um, there's a whole backside. So, you know, oh, absolutely. Because so, that's a highlight reel. We've all got highlight reels on Facebook. It's yeah. not always reality. Um, yeah. So it's important. To, social media has played such a role in mental health, too. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, there's that comparison or thinking that everyone's got it together and you don't when none of us got it together. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> it can get that way for sure. Yeah. And so I, 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 that is something to, to, you know, do you have any tidbits for that before we roll off and then we'll close it up. Anybody who thinks that the person is a strong person, what are some signs with those strong people when they're posting? Because I know there's signals, there's stuff that they sometimes post and it triggers and you're like, I don't think that they really actually are horrible. What are the, as a doctor, as a college, all, all your right. background, education? Well, the most obvious, obviously, is when they actually post something, but that's not, that's not common. Uh, usually they stop posting when they were posting a lot before. Um, or, um, you know, they, they don't, uh, respond when to you your direct messages or you know your likes or your comments as much as they used to um, and just it's it's a tough one because I can say for example with the two friends I just recently lost um, I had no idea and that's what's so scary about suicide is that sometimes there isn't much of a sign because they're very good about putting a smile on their face and not showing anyone you know what's truly going on but most people will reach out to at least one person and hopefully that one person they reach out to will get them help uh, and be there for them um, but yeah that's that was the case with my two uh, recent losses no idea granted I was at a distance but most of us on Facebook we are at a distance from each mm -hmm. other and yes, we just yeah. know each other as friends on Facebook and yeah. so it's really the occasional, like what you do, just checking in. Because yeah. if someone's in that space, more, more often than not, they'll be like, oh, thank you for checking in. This is what's going on. Right. You know, so that's what I encourage people to be kind. That's why I'm loving this brand new kindness movement that mm -hmm. we're going to have that, um, that Maria and, uh, and, mm -hmm. and all the yes, other, and other ladies are doing. Yep. I'm loving that because it goes a long way. It really does. Yep. That would be December 3rd. So our letter yes. going on December yes. That's shameless yes. plug, right? No, it's yeah. a great plug. <laughs> I've been following the movement. <laughs> and it's wonderful. Yeah. And if you've been doing it, just continue doing what you're doing. Exactly. And then do it a little bit more on December 3rd. On December 3rd. That's right. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, Ingrid, thank you so much for taking your time and going in the car and moving we're, we're proving that you can still get information and um, speak to your your friends even when we're on the go 
And so yes. I appreciate all the information. Please send me the links when you get a chance so that I can add it to our post. And thank you for taking your time this morning and educating me because I didn't know where some of that. I'm sure our viewers are going to watch and watch later. They're going to be like, I didn't know that. And um, you're telling us your why, why you're an advocate. And that's going to save someone else's life. So absolutely. Thank you. Oh, we can all powering yep. through. You're so powerful. Yeah. <laughs> well, the one last thing I do want to say is we can all save a life and suicide is preventable. So, you know, just educate yourself, um, get those resources. And if you're the one that's suffering, reach out. Don't be afraid to do that. And remember, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here if you need me. You're not alone. You have this secret. You have a whole yes. lot of people that say, I'm here for you too. You're never ever alone. So, thank you very much. Remember that military thank you. brings you home one base at a time. And um, have a blessed day, Ingrid. Thank you. You too. Love you. <laughs>